Hello and welcome. I'm Jonathan Beale, and this is the ASB Investment Podcast, a show that keeps you up to date on the market and helps you make smart choices with your investments. The New Zealand and US elections are fast approaching, so today I'm chatting to Chris Tennant Brown about what we can expect from the market over the next two months. We also talk about the record highs of the share market, negative rates, and what the Treasury's pre-election economic update means for the economy. These are entirely our own views. It's not investment advice, but we know plenty of experts at ASB. They'll be happy to chat if you need. Morning, Christopher. Good to talk to you again on this uh, fine, well, fine-ish day. And uh, we're still at home. We're not back in the office quite yet. But uh, how things have been with you over the last couple of weeks? Oh, not too bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm still at home today. and uh, But I have been venturing out a bit. I bravely went to Queen Street uh, during the week for a uh, face-to-face client meeting. And uh, I must say it was, um, it was quite stimulating to be, uh, to be talking to an audience of people, even if it was a bit small and distanced. Um, but I was also amazed at just how quiet the CBD was. There's a, a lot of people that are still uh, working from home. And I guess the Harbour Bridge um, uh, compounds that. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't feel like going back to uh, too, too relaxed yet. It, it sort of still feels like 2.5 to me, alert level. Yeah, I was, uh, I was lucky enough to go up to um, uh, Russell and, uh, and saw some clients up there in the Duke of Marlborough Hotel. And uh, it was quite weird because one of the, the, the barmaids sort of asked me where I, where I was from. And I sort of... Uh, apologetically said I'm from Auckland but don't tell anybody just didn't want to know that you were sort of out of area uh, but there were a lot of Aucklanders in uh, in Russell uh, it's quite people getting away and doing sort of road trips around around Northland which is nice trying to stimulate the economy and see the beautiful north um, yeah Kerry Kerry and get and buy some chocolate it was uh, yeah it was cool but uh, but we're still we're still sort of um we're still sort of bumbling along a little bit. I think uh, you see what's going on around the world. We, we seem to be in a much better position than some other countries, particularly like UK, that seems to be going um, going backwards at a fast a fast rate of knots, doesn't it? That's right. And I think that there's so much debate about uh, about who's on the right path, um, and and we'll only know we'll we'll only know at the end of it. Um, whether some of these measures were too draconian or unnecessary, or or exactly the right thing to do, but it is good to um, to to see people getting out and about. And uh, I know that uh, the the businesses like Air New Zealand will uh, will be really appreciating uh, people being able to travel again. But it's still pretty complex, and and things are still getting uh, cancelled. A bunch of. Uh, Sports events I've seen are uh, are open to everyone but Aucklanders and this sort of thing. So it's it's going to be a complex uh, few months um, while we deal with these cases in Auckland. But it still seems very um, very contained compared uh, to what we're seeing offshore. And uh, my brother over in Victoria, they're still very very locked down. And and your um your family in. Um, in the UK are probably feeling the same. Back to back to yeah. being locked down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad's in South Wales in Bridge End, which was making some of the news on the BBC um, website. Uh, how they've gone into gone into lockdown, but um, he's he's pretty good actually. He's eighty this year, and he's um, um, 
uh, a busy day is going to Tesco's um, and, uh, and and queuing up there, but he wears his mask and he social distances and he, he sort of keeps himself to himself. So uh, he doesn't seem to be going to lots of uh, late night pubs and uh, and nightclubs. So I think he'll be I think he'll be fine. But, That's um, good. Finger. And unless he unless he changes his way when he hits eighty. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, it's it's interesting because we've had a bit of data recently out from the from the Treasury about uh, sort of GDP. Uh, growth or lack of growth, and um, the figures were were pretty poor. But people seem to be sort of uh, almost buoyed by the sort of uh, the the figure, uh, which seems a bit odd when you're going when you're going backwards. Do you want to give a bit more colour on actually um, what the treasury were telling us? Yeah, so we um, we we got the um, pre-election um, economic and fiscal update from Treasury, and 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 in the same week we got the the. GDP or gross domestic product data, so it, it it does show how we're tracking, and and I guess it feels funny to say, oh, it wasn't too bad when it was the biggest economic contraction uh, by far for the quarter. Um, what we were encouraged by is uh, it wasn't as bad as we thought it could be when we when we were thinking about things in um, in March about how much the economy could contract due to the lockdown. Um, and the outlook for the government, although there's still masses of debt um, on the on the horizon as we as we fill in this pothole, um, was actually a, a bit better than before too. And and <clears throat> excuse me, this is all to do with how we're emerging from those really strict lockdowns, the the the, the fours and threes. Um, Quicker than than we than we initially thought, and we're actually there's there's signs that we're there's quite a lot of activity that's still able to to take place, and this level alert level two and one is definitely the place that we want to stay in because most activity can take place, uh, but it's it's still tough, and 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 of course the the missing bit is still tourism there, but overall yeah, we were we were reasonably encouraged by what we saw within those data releases. Data releases and and economic insights, even even though it's it's it was still a, a terrible quarter, and there's and there's still an awful long way to go. And do you think we're getting better at? Do you think we're getting better at businesses are getting better at, at coping with these with these lockdown levels and being a bit more innovative in how they do things? Oh, I I think so. I think there's there's things I, I, from a personal level. Um, I think the um, the, the the tracer app is, uh, is 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 pretty easy to use, um, and and people can go in and out of shops and uh, and and do and do a reasonable amount of stuff at these levels and uh, things like restaurants. I know from the the local ones around around me, are uh, are, are pretty organised at trying to get as many customers through as they as they safely can, and so. Um, so it does feel like this is the this is the new way in, in, in my neck of the woods, and on, the, on that vein, um, when I walk down the main street of of my little town, it feels quite normal, but I contrast that with uh, with going into the CBD, um, and there's still a lot of people missing there, and those businesses, um, the the service industries, the cafes and things, and and, and some of the towns, which have just got so much less footprint traffic. Um, will be will still be hurting and uh, so but but i think businesses are on the whole getting better and and people are getting out and about a lot more now when when they can so yeah. that's a, that's a that's a big help i went into the new um 
uh, Park Hyatt down opposite the ASB last week. Uh, you know, they've been building it for a while. You know, it's a it's a beautiful ho- it's a beautiful hotel and um, really you know really really nicely done. Um, I just went into the cafe there to try out their um, their pano chocolat, which I can highly recommend. But um, I was talking to one of the ladies at reception about how how sort of how open the the um, the hotel is, and it's sort of seven floors. They've opened one floor for people to stay, um, which is quite incredible. There can't be many hotels are open around the world with that much, you know, that luxury, and they only open one floor because that's all they can. That's all they can fill, and it's you know, it's quite. It's just just a really good example, I think, of how the lack of people coming into New Zealand is really going to affect, um, you know, the uh, the tourism industry, hotels like that, people who work there. You know, it's just. Um, just a snowball effect, isn't it? Well, that's that's right, and and the, uh, the the news the news over the last month or two on the vaccine development's been on the whole encouraging, um, but it still feels a long way off uh, until businesses like that are going to get the the tourism inflow to really um, push things along. And you know the other thing that's that's really big for um, for Auckland hotels is uh, domestic tourism and people coming to Auckland for the uh, for the weekend to watch a concert or see uh, see a big sport event and so of course that's um, that's not happening and and so that's another um, hole in the demand for um, for for places like that so. Um, that, that's that's where the rubber hits the road, or or the real pain point, I think, for the economy is those businesses that just aren't seeing the um, the volumes, and there's still good health reasons why they won't see them for uh, see volumes of, of of customers for a while yet. It's 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 going to be tough, and um, that's one of the things that I keep thinking in my forecasts is although there's some encouraging data and some encouraging activity. Um, and we've got this idea that the economy gets back to running at 95% or more. Um, it's not evenly dispersed. There's some businesses, and 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 that hotel's a good example. They're going to be that are going to be idling at about 20% capacity for quite a while. While there's others like the supermarket that are probably going to be running at about 110% capacity. So, it's um it's it's very patchy and and uh, impacting different businesses in different ways. And that's going to continue, I think. Yeah, it's funny. I was uh, I finally succumbed and bought myself a new television last week at Noel Leeming, and um, uh, I was asking asking the guy about you know how how busy they were, and he goes that like, we're so busy. Like the problem we've got at the moment is stock. It's just mm. like it's selling selling fast and getting new TVs into the into the country. It's just like people seem to have you know if they're if they're not spending it on overseas travel and big holidays, they're sort of buying these sort of. Um, I don't know if television's a luxury item, but it probably is. But, um, um, yeah, and he's just, just really, really fascinating about how busy they are and, um, you know, that people are sort of pivoting to where they're spending their money now. But, um, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a very different world, isn't it? Now, yeah. one of the things I wanted to, one of the things I wanted to want to spend a bit of time on, Chris, and we've talked about this over and over, and every time we talk about it, it seems to be getting closer and closer. And actually, I think it might be here already, is this concept of negative rates, um, so do you want to sort of, you've, you've talked about, I think if we go back a while, oh, we'll probably see some negative rates by 2021, but I, I think we've already sort of started and we to see some negative rates in, in government bonds here in, here in New Zealand. Yep. This was, uh, I, um, this was one of those things where I had to recheck my computer screen. Um, so the, d- the demand for, um, for government bonds has got to the level where, uh, the yields on, on, uh, 
three or four of the issues have actually gone negative. So and the, the government bonds always pay out a coupon of interest. Um, and so the negative yield aspect is if you were to buy a, a five-year government bond now um, and you it had a face value of $10,000 um, that you're going to get back in five years and a few coupons along the way, you'd be paying an awful lot more for that uh, to buy it. And in fact, you pay more to buy it than you'll get back in terms of cash flows. And that's where this negative yield comes out of. Um, people uh, rightly say, well, who on earth would pay that amount of money for a government bond? And of course, the answer is, well, the Reserve Bank is one of them uh, because the Reserve Bank is buying uh, about a billion dollars of government bonds each week. And that's what's driving these yields down uh, so low and in fact, pushing the prices um, so high on the bonds that, they, that they're going into negative territory. So that's all happened over the course of, of early September. And the Reserve Bank's not backing away from this. They, they've just had a meeting. Um, they're happy with the, um, the size of their asset purchase program and, uh, and, and the pace of their purchases. So they're going to keep that pressure on uh, government bond yields. And uh, the other thing that they're getting ready for is um, a negative official cash rate. We think that'll happen next year. And also getting ready for funding facilities for... Um, for, for lower lower rates. So in the case of the official cash rate, that's an overnight rate. Um, you know, banks can't fund at an overnight rate. You know, we're trying to fund five-year mortgages and, and business loans, etc. Um, but we think the Reserve Bank is uh, is almost ready to put in a fund a term funding facility, so a longer-term funding facility, like we see in Australia. And that will drive interest rates down even more too. So that's where we think the downward pressure comes on mortgage rates over the uh, over the coming uh, six months. And uh, so everything's sort of panning out the way we thought it would. Um, but some of these things are happening a little bit quicker, including that dip into negative territory for government bonds. It's um, it's just fascinating to see these things that we, we watched happen in places like Japan. And uh, I certainly thought they'd never happen here, but, but here we are. Wow. And, and, and as an investor who's holding sort of um, in a portfolio now that's got uh, government bonds or and corporate bonds, what, 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 what are the implications of uh, what's going on to, the, to their portfolios? Well, this is, this is good news for, for a long-term investor that's been holding those bonds um, because they bought them at a set price. The Reserve Bank's happy to pay a higher price for them now, and that's what's driving these yields lower. Um, so the the capital value of of a um, of an investor's bonds has 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 gone up over over this um, this period while all this has been going on. So bond bond portfolio returns have been pretty strong over the past twelve months. The problem that we've got though is is in the future, these incredibly low yields are going to be a constraint on what we can generate in terms of of, of income. On the flip side of it, it's a great environment for growth assets if you've got very steady, low borrowing costs. So, um, so the the growth parts of portfolios are where we'd expect to benefit over the long run. But it's been the bond part of the portfolio that's benefited from this big change in yield over the past twelve months. So, um, for for investors, it's actually not been a, a, a despite the big upheaval we had in March, the the twelve month period. 
uh, to the end of September um, should look pretty reasonable and, and, and bond performance should look pretty pretty good and within, within portfolios because of the central bank action. So more evidence that we always plug along is why we... Um, is why we run these diversified portfolios. It's really interesting where the performance comes from each quarter, and bonds have been a uh, bonds have been a big driver. Yeah, and so income's going to be probably the the sort of the challenge, isn't it, for 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 investors through the bond market? But as you say, the capital value appreciating is sort of uh, um, it's all it's almost like sort of flipped over, isn't it? Like you're getting something that you don't probably think that you're going to get when you invest in a bond, but. Uh, um, I suppose the the demand is so high at the moment; it's just driving prices up, isn't it? And the the capital appreciation is is is, is great for customers in a in a diversified portfolio. Oh, it's 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 bizarre in the in in, in New Zealand that uh, we look at the shares to drive some income because New Zealand shares, um, on the whole, pay those uh, decent dividends, and the bonds so far have been driving the capital growth. Um, where it all ends up when interest rates fall down to zero. Um, if we look in J- Japan, they can stay at these levels for very long periods of time, um, and uh, J- Japan's Japan's been in and out of this uh, negative or zero interest rate environment uh, for uh, coming up for thirty years now. Um, hopefully, we're not there for thirty years, but it's um, it's 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 certainly interesting interesting times, and uh, the the negative yields have happened a little bit quicker on those bonds than I uh, than I thought. Uh, but it's understandable when we see the pace of of purchases. So that's that's happened in Europe and Japan. But but our rates are, are lower than the US uh, bond market now, um, lower than the Australian bond market, and that doesn't happen very often. So the the other thing which is surprising is that the, the currency is uh, is still is still pretty strong. You'd you'd think with some of this stuff happening, we'd would have a much weaker currency, but we we don't, and. Uh, the Reserve Bank's still factoring in that the currency will hold around these sorts of levels, so it's not upsetting them. But it it might be a surprise to people that the that the currency is not weaker than uh, than it is given the uh, given the the drastic uh, drop in interest rates here. And we're also seeing uh, you mentioned share markets, but share markets in August had another cracking. Uh... Uh, cracking month and just keep on keep on trucking, isn't it? It's just uh, it's incredible, really, when you think about what's going on around the world. Um, but share markets continue to head north. Oh, August August was uh, was a really really good month, and and we've pulled we've pulled back in September um, from from some of those August highs. Um, depending on which market you're looking at, um, they sort of gained five five percent or more in um, in August, and then and then gave it back in September. Um, but markets are still up just so much compared to um, compared to to March, and have exceeded the record highs that they were setting in February at the start of this year, and and are, and are hovering around those sorts of levels now. It's just been amazing performance, and 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 really a um, an endorsement that. Um, that share market investors believe that the um, that the big spending of governments, the incredibly low interest rates, are, are going to work and be around for a for quite a while, and and that share markets are the are the are the place to have uh, have your money. I think we might we, we've seen a, a, some of these wobbles in September uh, um, are caused by the. The the usual dithering we've got used to in, in American politics of the. Um, Trying to get the next fiscal um, support package through, um, the elections on the horizon in the states, we're probably going to see bouts of volatility. So the strong August was filled with optimism, 
the slightly more conservative September uh, doesn't uh, doesn't surprise me too much, and we could have a couple more months of that, given that um, we've got the uh, you know the U.S. election coming up in November. I don't expect it to be pretty. Yeah, and we'll move on to that. But just on the chairman, I suppose it goes back to that. And we, you know, you talk about it all the time, but but long term and your plan and what's your goal. But you can, you know, you, you need to sort of step away from month on month, don't you? And go like August is August was really good. It's come back in September. It's definitely not a time to make any decisions. It's about sort of sticking with your sticking with your plan, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And uh, I had an interesting conversation with a uh, with an investor yesterday, and they. Um, they were wanting to make some changes and one of their frustrations was they said I just want to be able to see my balance each day and they couldn't do that with the way that they were getting their reports and of course we can do that on their um on on our on our app and in the back of my mind I was thinking I actually don't know whether you want to be able to see your investment every day because it can drive you a little bit nuts um and uh, looking at it bouncing up and down, and um, and August and September have been case in point of 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 that, where um, there's been some cracking days and some and some weak days. But um, yeah, yeah, avoiding that noise and sticking to the long term plan. Um, I think when people look back on this past year, um, they'll be they'll be pleased that they um, that they if the, if they if that resonated with them and they just told themselves that on on the bad days because boy we've had some ups and downs. Um, but portfolios look quite good through it all at the moment. Well, I, look, I actually looked at my KiwiSaver for the first time, I think it was last week, the first time I looked at that for, for actually before COVID, before the original lockdown. And the thing that spurred me to watch it was I to look at it because I got the, uh, the annual report just so I thought I'll have a, have a look. And I was like, and I know I've got a rough idea or well, a pretty good idea on what's happened to it, but um, uh, I just didn't feel the need to look at it through the whole thing because I can't, I can't take it out, um, and I'm sort of, you know, I like to think I'm still, I've got, it's not 15, 14 years to, to retire, to retirement age. You know, it's, it, I'm still, I still expect share markets in the next 15 years to go north, um, you know. So it was just, it was good, but I got a pleasant surprise when I looked at it last week. And I thought, well, you know, that's, uh, that's done really, that's done really well. So it's just, it's a real mindset thing, isn't it? And, uh, yeah. Oh, definitely, and and I think you know, the the weird thing for for me to think about because I I think about a similar sort of time frame until I can actually do um you know withdraw and spend KiwiSaver for example, and uh, if if my past thirty years of watching markets are anything to go by, I know in that fifteen years there'll probably be a couple more events that really give me the willies. Um, because that's just been the way it's gone, be it the Canterbury earthquakes, the global financial crisis, um, the, uh, this pandemic. There'll, there'll be something, I don't know what it is, but uh, there'll definitely be something to worry about between now and then. And, and so you, you, you set and forget uh, strategy is, is certainly saves you a lot, of, uh, a lot of worry if you can do that. But um, everyone's got their different ways of, of, of coping with totally. the sort of volatility yeah. and news flow. And uh, I think yeah. the next six months are going to be... Oh, um, the next two or three months uh, are going to be uh, interesting times with um, with the amount of news flow we're going to get, be it elections, vaccines, um, trans-Tasman bubbles. They're all going to be things that are going to feed into our thinking about how um, how businesses and portfolios uh, perform. And, let, and let's, let's, let's talk about uh, 
Trump and the uh, and the election because you oh, I can't remember the word you used. It's going to be I think messy. Uh, um, <laughs> it's definitely going to be messy. It's going to be it's going to be look, the reality show of all reality shows, isn't it? Really, but um, the but but in all seriousness, like if, like if Trump doesn't get in, let's say, how's that going to affect sort of do you think the economy and share markets? Because he's been you know he'll say himself he's been good for share markets and it's all down to him, but. Uh, yeah, is there is there a, is there a worry that it might it might sort of go the other way? I, th- I think there's a couple of things that that really stand out that have that have really d- helped drive uh, the US share market in particular. Um, one is if you look at the the growth of the US share market and the growth of um, the national debt in the states, they really go hand in hand. Um, when a government's running a really big deficit uh, like the like Trump is, that's a lot of spending uh, going into the economy, and uh, and it and it tends to end up supporting shares. And this is this would be the same here if the government's spending uh, that that means businesses are able to make money, or they're spending on putting money in people's pockets that they'll in turn spend. Um, and so, so the, the the scale of spending that's happened in the states and the and the deficit that Trump's happy to run, um, has has helped the the tax cuts which are part of that uh, that deficit too, also support the uh, the share markets. Now, the 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 counter to that would be, hey, if Biden gets back in and he's really draconian and he. Um, and he doesn't spend, and he reverses all of those tax cuts. Will that be negative for for shares? Um, and uh, I don't think I don't think they're about to radically change uh, the course of uh, of of things in in the states. Um, but that'll be the message that um, that I'm sure Trump tries to portray. Uh, now the share market uh, did uh, did well under um, Obama. Um, it's done well under Democrats in the in the past, so just the fact that you have a changing the guard doesn't need to be bad news for uh, for the share market, and and likewise here as we've seen, um, you could have had all sorts of um, right wing theories about how bad labour is for business, um, but that didn't translate to share market performance, uh, if, uh, given that we've set fresh record highs under a uh, under a Labour government. Um, you know, here we're lucky that um, there's nothing too radically changed in the uh, in the landscape with um, with whichever main party we get. They're, they're fairly central parties, and there is a bit more at stake in the states. But I think um, over the long term, um, we'll see some volatility around the election. But over the long term, um, yeah. the, the the fate of the US share market will be a function of global growth and good company management, and uh, and and that will continue. Regardless of who's the uh, who's the president, and and what did you think of the debate here in uh, uh, we saw uh, I think uh, beginning of the week with uh, Jacinta and uh, and Judith? Yeah, well, we're we get we're in that sort of space where um, you know the the National Party have 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 really got to generate some headlines and some some news. Um, I guess my disappointment from from both parties is um, as a we we've still got a we've got to get a long term plan out of 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 how to transition from this current environment where the government's subsidising a lot of a lot of salaries still the borders aren't open to well what does the economy look like over the over the next twelve months how do we manage some of these issues so 
it's kind of fine to talk about big infrastructure projects and uh, second harbour crossing and all of that sort of thing. But the yeah. the the next the next year or two, the plan for that is the is the important bit. And um, and to a certain extent, they've got to make it up as they go along. As we learn more about um, managing this new life we've got in with this uh, pandemic. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm not sort of super uh, satisfied with all the answers I'm seeing from either either party yet. But um, no. hey, we've got a few more, Agreed. few more, few more weeks of it, and then uh, and then hopefully we can just get on with it. And um, it's always interesting this last little run into the election because um, uh, I've seen so many times where it looks pretty set um, and it gets much much tighter as you get into those last week or two. So you know, it, it, it's it's really important the messages that both politician both political parties and and both leaders send out over the next couple of weeks because it will uh, it will change the mix that's for sure. Definitely. And I just, I'm with you. I'm a bit disappointed in both because you sort of say you've got a plan, but just saying I have a plan is, you know, and not giving any detail is just sort of a bit of nonsense to me. You know, it's a bit like, you know, when you, if you think about sort of financial planning and you need to have a plan, but it needs to be a detailed plan. You need to think about like, you know, when am I going to retire? What sort of income am I going to have? Where am I going to go? What am I going to spend my money on? You know, like, like where's all the detail that seems to be missing? missing for me i thought i thought you know it was good it was it was sort of good tv wasn't it Judith college was um um pulling some pretty cool faces when uh, jacinta was talking so it was you know it's good tv but yeah um i just think that i just think they both need to give a bit more detail don't you especially in this time where we're you know recession people are looking for guidance and a way out you know um i just don't think you can pitch aspirational things to people i think people want a bit more detail don't you yeah and uh this is one of the bits where i I quite like my job where we can um, look at New Zealand, how it's going, and I don't like everything I see in politics uh, here, but, um, you know, looking at the actual economic performance here and some of the decisions that we're making and, and then trying to forecast how that's going to translate into growth, um, it's quite good when you look at those numbers and I think, okay, we're broadly on the right track compared to um, some other places around the world. So, um, and and our politicians are reasonably centralist. I, um, I, uh, you can you can you can tell whether it's whether it's genuine or not. Um, you you you're always going to get this image that there's no love lost between the uh, two political leaders. That's part of the part of the game, but at least they haven't resorted to uh, childish name calling and and things like that. <laughs> it's um, exactly. I I I quite like living in New Zealand now, even if I don't like everything about the two thousand and uh, no, exactly. two thousand and twenty. Exactly. We've got a lot to be thankful for, a lot to be thankful for. Hey, Chris, I'll probably call it a halt there. So, hey, as always, thank you very much. Um, really fascinating about the negative uh, rates and you sort of um, explaining that. And, and also it just, just shows how good you and the economics team are about sort of predicting what's going to happen in the future and uh, and being able to clarify it to uh, to our customers. So I really, really appreciate that and our customers as do as well. So keep safe and hopefully we'll... Um, going to raise a beer in level level one shortly with lots of people around us so sounds take good care to me soon. okay bye-bye right. cheerio bye thanks for joining us today on the asb investment podcast if you have any thoughts on today's episode or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss on future shows please fire your suggestions through to podcasts at asb.co.nz